thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, research by the Obesity Policy Coalition has found that over three quarters of the tested ready-made foods for toddlers exceeded the World Health Organization's proposed guidelines for sugar consumption in a result that Health Minister Mark Butler described as shocking. It's really devastating to see the foods for our youngest Australians are so high in these processed sugars from fruit. We need to see limits when we have such high proportions of obesity in these young age groups, said Jane Munn, the Executive Manager of Obesity Policy Coalition. The worst offender in the study were the kiddilicious raspberry crispy tiddlers that had a whopping 70% of its total energy coming from sugars. And whilst many of the manufacturers chose not to respond to ABC News' inquiries, Audi, the maker of the 41% sugar Mamiya fruit oat bars, said that the main characterising ingredient for these bars is a fruit paste comprising 62% of the bar and made with fruit puree concentrate. This paste contains apples, sultanas and raisins, consistent across all flavours. However, this product contains no added sugar outside of what's naturally occurring in the fruit paste. They went on to say that this product makes no claims to be nutritionally complete, nor is it intended as a complete meal. Audi do not make any nutritional claims on this product. Amazingly, the Food and Grocery Council's Deputy CEO, Dr. Jeffrey Anderson, said the industry is not overly concerned going on to say that these products are just part of the children's diet. That's not what they eat completely, and that people have ultimate control over what they eat. Beverages CEO Jeff Parker supported this statement. Despite agreeing to lower sugar levels in drinks by 25% by 2025, saying that, personally, I don't think sugar is addictive. Professor Selena Bartlett is a group leader in neuroscience at Queensland's University of Technology and disagrees stating that the same pathway that nicotine binds to was activated by too much sugar consumption, and that it's quite shocking if you sit back and think about it, and that explains why it's so hard to give up. As always, the link is in the show notes. And my opinion on this is that I agree with the health minister that this is shocking, You know, especially when 18 million Australians are predicted to be overweight or obese by 2030. And I think that the industry's blasé response to this shows exactly why it can't be left to the industry to self-regulate. You know, I think we need to start demanding better regulation or at the very least better information, better packaging to make it easier for consumers to make more informed choices. You know, I think what people need to understand is that fruit paste or fruit puree is not fruit, right? It's a highly concentrated form of the fruit where the sugar from a large amount of fruit is condensed into a small quantity. It means that you're getting a lot more sugar in your fruit. A lot more sugar for your buck, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's also important that people understand that natural is not natural, right? Just because it has natural or is made from natural ingredients, in this case, fruit, you know, that may be better than highly processed, highly refined sugars, but it's still processed and refined. It's not fruit in its natural state. It's not sugar in the fruit in its natural state. It's not even in natural quantities where that fruit may have been available in a limited amount at certain times of the year, not available to consumed in huge quantities, perhaps multiple times a day, as, as some of these kids may be doing. It's also important for people to understand that no added sugar doesn't mean that it's healthy. You know, you can concentrate a natural sugar to the point where, as you can see from these foods, you know, some of them are 70% sugar, right? But it's natural from a natural source, right? But because of the way it's been processed, 
It's not in its natural state. It's not the way that we would naturally have consumed it. And so it's not a natural proportional part of the diet, you know, combined with healthy fats and healthy proteins and fiber and, and all of those other things that help to really beautifully balance out those sugars when they do appear in the natural state, in the natural part of the diet, in a natural ecosystem where, you know, we're living in a seasonal way as we may perhaps have been. And so, you know, I think it's really important to understand that, you know, whilst these foods might not make health claims, you know, it's really clear that they are targeting them at kids uh, and that the appropriateness for kids is implied in the way that they're named. So, you know, I do think it's important that we create some better guidelines around this. I think the World Health Organization guidelines are a great start where we're starting to pay more attention to sugar where perhaps previously we were just totally focused on fats. We're starting to realize that too much sugar can be a problem. And I think it's really important as well that we understand that the answer isn't converting to more fake sugars and artificial sweeteners, that they have their own inherent problems as well. So it really is about getting back to a natural healthy diet and healthy proportions of fats and proteins and carbohydrates and fiber that really do naturally occur in healthy whole foods, especially when they're eaten in appropriate ratios and proportions as they would have been innately in perhaps a hunter-gatherer lifestyle. So I think more regulation is required, as I said, if not to regulate you know, how much of these ingredients occurs and how much these sugars can be refined or what percentage of the product can be, su- can be sugar. Because I think we need to be careful with that. Sometimes that can be a really blunt instrument that might see perhaps something like honey be minimized for kids when you know a small level of honey, an appropriate level of honey added into foods is it can be a really good and healthy part of the diet. So, so I think maybe the blunt tool of just you know setting a limit for all kids' foods might not be the way to go. It might also drive us towards more of those artificial sweeteners. But I do think better education, helping people understand what sugar is and what sugar is contained in and the impacts of natural sugars that even though they are natural, they still do have an impact and and the difference when it's concentrated like that uh, and what difference that makes for their kids and for their risk of obesity. So I think a lot more education is needed. I think better labeling is needed. Perhaps in the short term, some limits do need to be set uh, whilst we get that education through. But ultimately, I think education is the key in terms of managing the amount of sugars we're feeding our kids, minimizing their risk of obesity later on, and more importantly, maximizing their potential to have a healthy, balanced diet with appropriate amounts of fats, sugars, carbohydrates, and fibers, uh, and teaching people how to do that in a really healthy way. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook and Instagram at This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.